Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where we obsess over giving women the tools that they need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) I'm so corny. Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. You can also head over to our website, selfcareirl.com to sign up for our exclusive membership community, which is filled with gems that I have curated just for you to help you cultivate life-shifting healing experiences. So let's get right into today's episode. So maybe you have a friend that you love, but you feel that they just demand too much of your energy and your time, right? Also, maybe I'm that friend, I'll confess. But in today's episode, we are going to learn and explore how to be supportive of your friends without jeopardizing your own peace of mind. Here are a few steps to consider when dealing with your needy friend that can help you build a healthier and happier relationship. So first, we can all develop a little compassion, right? It's difficult for your friends, people, to admit that they're clingy. It's not something that I share, but I am aware. Um, But there is a social stigma around people who need a lot of things, right? But in some cases, we have to consider the dependency that can be traced back to experiences involving abandonment, especially with our inner child, right? During our childhood, we experience so many things that we don't get to unpack until we are adults. And even then, (laughs) we know, and some of us ain't unpacking it then, right? So remember that your friend, they might be hurting or having a really difficult time communicating things. So it's really important to have compassion Because we all know that we've all been hurt in childhood or adulthood or otherwise. And so everyone could give a little bit more compassion. Number two, monitor your mood. Depression and anxiety are highly contagious. We know for a fact that energy is transferable. It goes from one soul to the next. So if you're listening to a friend's problems and your own mood begins to darken like your outlook changes it might be time to have a really honest conversation with that friend. I like to always ask when I'm communicating with my friends about my problems and just, you know, kind of therapying with them, you know, do you have the capacity to hear me? And that opens up the door to allow them to say, you know what, I don't, or can I, can you give me an hour? You know, it, 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 it really clears the air. It sets the mood for both of you guys in the friendship. It gives some ownership, right? Um, 
And for me, it really does help kind of give control to the person that I'm dumping on. Because essentially that's what you're doing. You're dumping that set of problem, even if you just want to vent to, to that person, right? You're dumping that mood on that person. And it's always, it's not always fair, right? So you want to be able to monitor your mood in those conversations. Number three, hold your ground. In some cases, your friend may feel entitled to your attention, or they may really give you some pushback to the, no, I don't have the capacity. They may become angry or even a little manipulative if they're unable to get what they want from you. So sticking to a reasonable boundaries is a very caring and respectable response. And if they cannot deal with that, then you know what I gotta say, sis. They might not be the friend for you, okay? Okay. Number four, seek reciprocity. I think Lauren Hill said it best. Reciprocity. Girl, you know I can't sing. Anyway, but <laughs> relationships work best when both parties are willing to give and take, even though the balance may fluctuate over time through different circumstances, blah, 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 blah. But you also might decide to keep that relationship, even if it seems uneven, if it causes you no distress. That's okay as well. Number five, check your own tendencies. You might be irritated with a friend because they remind you of qualities within yourself that make you uncomfortable. Ask yourself if you show any signs of being self-absorbed. How often do you initiate conversations about topics unrelated to yourself. Nine times out of 10, that person is irritating you because you see yourself in them and that's not their fault. Okay. So those were five steps that you can take within yourself to help you deal with that needy friend and build healthier and happier relationships. Now let's talk about the steps that you can take with your friend. I feel like there is nothing more refreshing than hitting that reset button at least once a week in your life. For me, that means maybe switching up my bathroom decor or putting a new air freshener in my car and of course, treating my hair to a little TLC. If your hair is a little overdue for some treatment, it's time for the Clarifying Detox Shampoo from Way. I don't know about you, but my hair puts up with a lot of experimentation and a whole lot of neglect. The Detox Shampoo from Way has been a lifesaver to my gray hairs. The product buildup on my gray hair can be a little overwhelming, but a few minutes with Way Detox Shampoo and we are back to shiny, soft, manageable silver hair. You can use it at least once a week to neutralize the product buildup from the oil and the dirt on your scalp and your hair, and it does not strip away any moisture. The combination of apple cider vinegar and keratin exfoliates and balances your scalp, plus smooths the frizz and creates an incredible shine. The best part of Way Detox Shampoo might be their signature fragrance. It's infused with their dreamy signature Melrose Place fragrance with rose, bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and white musk. This completely hides the smell of the apple cider vinegar, because I know you were wondering. <laughs> when you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. You can go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code T-Y to get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. 
O-U-A-I.com and use the code T-Y. So number one, set limits. Let your friends know the boundaries that you require to feel comfortable. I cannot stress enough that most of the friendship issues that we have stem from not communicating. So you may need to decide that you can only take one phone call a day bearing any emotion, any emergencies, right? Maybe you're unavailable during work hours and dinner time, or maybe you go to bed at eight. So you want to talk to them before eight o'clock, right? Like me and my best friend are on completely opposite schedules, but I would never call her past like 1030 because I know that she's asleep, right? That's one of our boundaries that we have. So you have to set these realistic boundaries and you also have to communicate them. Give people a chance to hear your boundaries and to respond to them. Number two is probably my favorite tip from this whole episode and it's something that I implement or try to because again I'm the student and the teacher but I try to implement it in all areas of my life right but you want to pace your responses. Immediate replies can reinforce like a sense of false urgency. And unless the situation requires, I don't know, an ambulance, you may want to answer your friend's texts and calls according to when it fits your schedule. And it's completely okay. And so if that becomes the norm for your needy friend, then they're not, they're not expecting an immediate response, right? And so when you don't give an immediate response, it isn't like, oh my God, I am me back, you know. But if they know that you're the person who only answers text messages when they're not at work or during lunchtime, you know, or before work or after work, you know, it becomes a more realistic expectation for them. Number three, focus on the solutions. So once you validate your friend's emotions, you don't want to, wallow in that emotion with them, right? You want to take some steps to put some positive actions into play, right? So example, if they're low on funds all the time, like if they broke all the time, discuss whether maybe they want to ask their boss for a raise or look for a second job, really help them find those solutions. Number four, clarify issues. Needy people often are desperate for immediate relief like I need it right now but they're usually always confused about how to get it so the best way to help may be to skillfully listen and then enable them to refine their plans talking things over usually helps your friend to see that they're satisfied in their marriage or that it's going to be okay at work, right? And so make sure that you are clarifying what the issue is. A lot of times, because I'm a needy person, I'm just going to say that. A lot of times um, the, 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 the problem is bigger because I've thought about it inside of my head. And I usually need my friend to kind of, again, clarify the issue, talk it through and help me to see that it's not such a big deal. Number five, praise positive behavior. Look for signs of progress and then reward them. I know it kind of sounds weird, but you got to congratulate your friend when they try to make new friends or they try to do things differently. It can be really hard for people who are needy with one person, right? That codependency that exists. It can be really hard for them to move outside of that 
uh, relationship and then start new ones. So when they do, like say they join the running club or they, you know, do a Facebook group and meet some new people, when they do things like that, reward them with just a simple praise, a verbal praise of, oh my God, you joined the running club. How was it? That's amazing. You met some new people. When are you going to hang out? You know, give them that positive behavior so that it's comforting to them and they don't feel like they're being disloyal. So here's what I consider to be like a trick question. Do you know the difference between antiperspirants and deodorants? Hmm, I didn't either. So antiperspirants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to stop you from sweating. Wow, right? So native deodorant does not contain any aluminum or parabens or sulfates. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. Native just works to keep you smelling fresh all day. Native deodorant is made with ingredients that you and I have both heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. Over 10 cents, including their classics and rotating seasonals, you're guaranteed to find one that you love. Their classic scents include coconut and vanilla, which is most popular, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. Don't just take my word for it. Check out the over 15,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who have switched to Native. You're going to love Native as much as I do. Right now, you can save 20% on your first purchase. Go to nativedeo.com slash self-care or use the promo code self-care at checkout. That's nativedeo.com slash self-care or use the promo code self-care at checkout to save 20% on your first purchase. Number six, enlist others. Child, sister, friend, honey, child, girl, girl, honey, sis, (laughs) ma'am. You might need to phone a friend on this one. You want to encourage your friend to talk to others, especially if they tend to rely solely on you alone, because that can be a very taxing and exhausting relationship. And it's only going to lead to you being resentful and you not wanting to be their friend. So you want to tell them how they could benefit from a wider range of viewpoints, right? And some expertise that you may not like, that you may lack, right? Like maybe there's another friend that has more experience in marriage or another friend that's more experienced in divorces and they can give their expertise on either of the topics. Introduce them to others that are in your network, right? Don't be stingy with your friends, sis, because it can help you out. Number seven. Number seven is... um I don't want I don't want to say it's controversial, but it's controversial. So suggest therapy for a girlfriend, okay? If you believe that your friend needs professional help, consider approaching them directly or reaching out to someone else that they may trust, uh, like a parent or a spouse or a minister or someone um, that can maybe guide them and help them in finding a therapist. But if you really feel that your friend needs professional help, the best thing you can do is be direct and let them know. Which brings me to my very last tip, number eight, be direct. Discuss your concerns before you become angry, exhausted, or resentful. Prompt communication makes it way easier to be tactful. You may even save a friendship using this strategy. I know it's it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to uh, to 
to, to say those hard things to friends. But when you're able to be vulnerable and direct with your friend, it only builds a stronger and better relationship, ones that last a long time, right? Challenging relationships can really be a whole entire balancing act. And I cannot stress enough that it's so important to have compassion, not only for yourself, but for your friends, Because as you work out, you know, the kinks or the things that come up in your relationship, you don't want to get burnt out. And so in order to have that longevity, you really have to have compassion for the situations. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so incredibly grateful for our community. Thank you for leaning into these hard conversations with me. And a special thanks to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting the podcast. I really appreciate you. I hope that you enjoyed and loved this episode. If you did, please do me a favor and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me. Like we go together or something. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Sunday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode on IG stories, Twitter, Facebook, just do your girl a favor and share it so that we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me. I am at Ty Alexander and at self-care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening to me today. And until next time, toodles. Thank you.